What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins. Today is February 1st, 2022. We are recording live on Tuesday morning from Mobile, Alabama. The Senior Bowl is getting ready to kick off. No, the Dolphins don't have a coach. There is ample opportunity for us to get value out of this week. And as we wait on this coaching hire, which is kind of backlogging, some of my big picture stuff for the Dolphins. We're going to instead focus on some prospects here in Mobile to look for. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? This is Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, the director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, and want to thank each and every one of you for making Locked on Dolphins your first Miami Dolphins listen of the day. Now, granted, today's podcast, it's Tuesday, February 1st, is coming out a little bit later than usual, but please understand yesterday was about 20 hours of travel as we traveled from Las Vegas, Nevada for the East-West Shrine Bowl to Mobile, Alabama, not two cities close together, uh, to make sure that we are boots on the ground here for the Reese's Senior Bowl. Very excited. This is the most wonderful time of the year for me as a draftnik and the group that we have for the Draft Network. So we're going to have a lot of great insight, and I'm going to be applying Dolphin-specific lenses to a lot of the observations here this week. Of course, as I mentioned in the intro, this gets a little complicated when the Dolphins have a co- don't have a head coach because we're sitting here wondering schematically, what kind of scheme do they run? What kind of players are fitting that exist on the roster that are going to project into the next one? I can't even do performance reviews right now because I want to make sure performance reviews, part of performance reviews is setting a roadmap for success beyond what your current point in time is. We can't do that. We don't know what direction this team is going to go. But fortunately, uh, it seems as though this search is coming to a close, whether it's Jim Harbaugh, which we talked about yesterday at length with the rumors with him. Apparently, he's flying to Minnesota um, a little later this week for another follow-up interview. Or Mike McDaniel, who reportedly interviewed yesterday for an extensive period of time with the Dolphins, talking about his vision for the offense. And we'll we'll touch on that today, uh, in addition to the Senior Bowl subjects. But we would be remiss on this podcast, if we didn't touch on the breaking news that literally just broke as I sat down to start recording the show, which is one TB12, Mr. Brady, happy trails. He has a formally and officially himself, because that seemed to be the big bugaboo over the weekend when the report came out from Jeff Darlington and Adam Schefter that he was retiring. Tom Brady announced his retirement just moments ago as I sat down to record this podcast. And as a podcast of the team that has handed Tom Brady more L's than any other team in NFL history, I would like to formally wish you the happiest of trails in retirement. And I am glad that you have chosen to retire before the New Orleans Saints could have swept you again next year and closed that gap and potentially threatened Miami's status as the team that beat Tom Brady the most. Tom. Happy trails. Hate to see you go, but we'll love to watch you leave. Let's talk about this Mike McDaniel interview, and more specifically, a report that had come out from Jordan Schultz uh, over the weekend 
about Mike McDaniel and his uh, and the Dolphins' interest in Mike McDaniel. McDaniel, of course, interviewed yesterday. That was reported. That is confirmed to be something that happened. And Schultz is indicating that the Dolphins are leaning into Mike McDaniel's the hire. Of course, the background stuff that's going on with Jim Harbaugh is fascinating, but this is the position I think the Dolphins find themselves in that's interesting. Nobody else is interviewing Mike McDaniel. You're not in a high-pressure situation to close the deal, and they clearly didn't feel they were in a high-pressure situation to close the deal with Brian Dable either because they were more than content to let him go into the weekend knowing that they were interested but that the Giants were also interested and if he made a decision that was not Miami, by all means, go ahead. Get started with your career with the New York Giants. So if there's any teeth at all to the Jim Harbaugh stuff for the Dolphins, what's the rush at this point? You've already lost the front end of the Senior Bowl without having a coach. You already don't know what the long-term ramifications for your front office is going to look like. If you want to let that Jim Harbaugh process play out, you had a great second interview with Mike McDaniel, but a guy like Harbaugh moves the needle for you more because of his experience, and he's coached at a high level at both Michigan and Stanford at the college level, and he coached with the San Francisco 49ers and had multiple NFC Championship game appearances, and well, the resume speaks for itself. The concerns with Jim Harbaugh are you know, pretty valid, too. He has not been a pro coach for quite a while, and he's somebody who fell out in San Francisco for a lot of the power dynamic issues that Miami seemingly had with Brian Flores. Mike McDaniel, young coach, not a lot of demand. The Dolphins very clearly see something in him. High-risk maneuver, high-reward potential. You don't have to feel urgency at this point because nobody's even interviewing Kellen Moore either. No, the Vance Joseph stuff got real quiet. Seems like the Dolphins are committed, and I think wisely with how bad the offense has been the last three years, to bring in an offensive-minded coach. And that way, if that side of the football clicks, at the end of the day, you know your head coach and his background on the offensive side of the ball is going to give you a lot of peace of mind. That is one of the unenviable chores of teams with defensive-minded head coaches, that you're always going to have to be wary that you have too much success and the Grim Reaper comes knocking and plucks a bunch of your coaches. I'm sitting here in a hotel room with Joe Marino, my, my best friend in the whole world. He's a diehard team, a fan of the team from Western New York. And that's exactly what they're facing this year, with Dable leaving. Ken Dorsey potentially leaving as well. Offensive line coach, out the door. Who knows who else may be leaving? A lot of staff turnover. And we as Dolphins fans know just how painful staff turnover is when you can't get your assistant staff right. I'll tell you about our friends over at Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season from scores, totals, player performance props to where to find the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports and play your favorite games. It's where the game starts. 
as we shift gears, you know, I'm sitting here looking out the window at, at downtown Mobile, Alabama, and first day of practices today, and had a chance in the, the uh, hotel yesterday to meet a couple of the players who are participating in this year's event, and, you know, all really nice kids, uh, really excited to see them take advantage of their opportunities this week, but uh, there's one player in particular who stood out to me, uh, that depending on what Miami's offseason looks like from a... Uh, personnel and, and contracts perspective, I think it'd be a really big boom for Miami to add. It's Florida State defensive end Jermaine Johnson. Had a chance to meet him yesterday, and this dude is built like Jalen Phillips, where he is dense, he's long, 6'5, 265 pounds. He plays the run super hard. He's a transfer from Georgia. He's here from from Florida State, played his past year at Florida State, and his pass rush production shot up this year because he transferring from Georgia, which is obviously loaded with about 52 defensive players in the front seven. Uh, he's getting more playing time at Florida State. And I think he's really going to have a chance to be a riser. And riser is the challenging part for Miami because he may end up playing his way out of Miami's draft range. We're not going to open up that can of worms again as it pertains to the Dolphins and the Jalen Waddle trade and what was right and what was wrong. You got your opinion at this point. I'll stand by it. I would make that move again if I'm Miami, personally. But Jermaine Johnson, you think about if you do let Emmanuel Ogba go, and we are seeing the importance of defensive disruptors Jermaine Johnson having the physical skill set that he does as a, a athlete and a pass rusher, and you foil that with the ability to play the run, that's where he differs from Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips was much more of a physical freak pass rusher at University of Miami before the Dolphins drafted him in the top 20. Jermaine Johnson, I think, is ahead of himself as a run defender versus a pass rusher but he's still an absolute freak, and he's really efficient as a pass rusher too. So do, would, I think Jalen Phillips has a higher physical ceiling. I think he does more freaky things, but I think Jermaine Johnson's floor to be somebody who's playing 70 75% of the snaps, if that's the ideology of whatever defensive coordinator is brought in, if there's a change, and if there's not a change and you retain this staff and Emmanuel Agba's let go because financially you're not comfortable with that, Dude like Jermaine Johnson might be a, a pretty appealing fit if he's there for you to bring in and, and make a transition at that spot on the roster. Am I advocating for that? No. I'd love to see Emmanuel Agba back. The financials are going to be tricky because Miami wanted to see him go out and do it again, and he did, which means now you're going to pay more money to get it done unless you're able to hire, iron something out before he hits free agency that they are comfortable with, He, they being um, – Emmanuel and his representation into Rosenhaus. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for engine control modules, brake parts, taillights, motor oil, or even new carpet for your classic or daily driver, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy to navigate catalog. And in just a few clicks, you can get everything delivered directly to your front door. 
best of all prices are the same at rockauto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit rockauto.com for all your auto parts needs and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, rockauto.com. There's two more Senior Bowl names that I did want to mention, and the next one is in the same spirit of what we talked just talked about with Emmanuel Agba and Jermaine Johnson. Mike Gusecki is the other critical offseason free agent to be that Miami needs to make a decision on what they'd like to do. The interesting thing about Mike is I think his usage as a player in the McDaniel offense, if we're projecting the Shanahan-style system, he doesn't necessarily fit as a great tight end in that offense. But what he does do is fit is as a physical wide receiver who can block his ass off in the running game and be somebody who challenges you physically with size on the perimeter. How much of that correlates to what you would be willing to offer Mike on a contract? I don't know. But I do know there's another tight end prospect that's eligible in this year's class, and he's different from Hunter Long. So please don't tweet at me and say, well, they drafted Hunter Long in the third round last year. Hunter Long's the hand in the dirt guy. But if you want to flex wide tight end that's detached from the set and you choose to let Mike Gusecki go, there's a name here that you should absolutely positively be aware of to fit into that same kind of role. But I think he's a more fluid athlete outside of linear situations. And it's Isaiah Likely the tight end from Coastal Carolina. He came in this week and he measured at six foot four, 241 pounds. He's got good length. He's got good strength. We were told uh, out in Las Vegas that you know, this is a guy that was putting up bench press numbers in the upper 20s. The individual that we spoke to who's familiar with his training said, this guy's probably not going to be too off from, from Kyle Pitts from an athletic testing perspective. He ain't going to go where Kyle Pitts got drafted. He played at Coastal Carolina. That's just the nature of the beast. But if this guy comes out of the senior bowl and plays well, this is potentially the top 50 pick in Miami with their second-round selection is right in that range and in that cusp. And you know, If Mike Gusecki is allowed to walk out the door and you want that kind of player who can block and, and be a mismatch player who moves around and get him in run-after-catch situations, which has not been a strength of Mike Gusecki's, Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina is a name to circle because he's a dynamic athlete. I think he's going to have a great week, and we've been told that his testing numbers is going to answer a lot of questions about, well, is he physically ready to play in the NFL after playing in Coastal Carolina? And the last name, you guys are going to know this name. We talked about this last week when we did the mock draft, but Daniel Falele weighed in yesterday. Don't you dare tell me he's too big. Don't do it. He's six foot seven and seven eighths. He's 387 pounds. He's got 35 and a half inch arms and he's got frying pans for hands. He's got a five year head start on playing American football relative to Jordan Maitali, who was a seventh round pick for the Philadelphia Eagles, coming out uh, playing American rugby football and playing in Australia. And Maitali just got a monster contract worth like $20 million a season. And Falele. The floor is higher. The ceiling is just as high. You've got tape on him playing against guys that get like Ohio State and just throwing dudes out the club. He's plenty mobile. He can play in zone systems. He can play in power systems. Whatever you want to run, Falele is going to fit it. I'll tell you that right now. So if the ideology of this 
front office still is going to remain on. We want big, dense, physical offensive linemen. Daniel Falele is going to be somebody who uh, spoke to somebody here last night who said, you know, I don't be, wouldn't be surprised if this guy gets drafted in the 20s just because of how much of a physical freak he is in a good way. So, you know, those are some names that are kind of addressing the most pressing issues for Miami at this point. Yes, we need receivers. There's a lot of wide receiver depth. Look forward to telling you which guys pop today at practice. But coming into this week, those are three guys based on vacancies or potential vacancies in the Dolphins roster uh, in the mold of players that already exist but might be more well-rounded as, as prospects that just need to develop to reach a, a ceiling that would allow them to be higher floor NFL players. Those are three names to watch. Jermaine Johnson, defensive end, Florida State, Isaiah Likely, tight end, Coastal Carolina, and Daniel Falele, offensive tackle, Minnesota. Hey, here's to me having to do an emergency podcast this evening because the Dolphins hire a head coach. I would love to see it. I'm going to try to speak that into existence, but either way, I'm going to be at the Senior Bowl practices. So make sure you keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. I'm Kyle Krabs. Thanks, as always, for listening. Make it a good one.